The Jackson County boys take down Clay County, York gets two wins on both sides, and Jim Brown gets selected to the TSSAA Hall of Fame. Let's begin our program this evening talking about the Pickett County Bobcats, Pickett County's last game this past Saturday night as they go up to Wayne County, Kentucky and come out with a 49-41 victory. Coach Joseph Aminette on the phone with us on the high school playbook. Coach, you got nine days in between games going back to last Saturday until next Monday. I know you originally had a game scheduled for Thursday night, but Coffee County had to uh, cancel that game to make up a, a conference game that they had snowed out earlier in the season. Do you kind of welcome the nine-day break, or is that uh, something you you really weren't looking to have right here before the postseason gets underway? Uh, I think we welcome it. Um, we've had a really busy schedule. Um, had some sickness with some flu, and um, you know we'd love to have played this week, but but we're all right with it. We needed a couple of days off, and we with the snow out games, we've had two really busy weeks. Uh, played three games last week against some really good competition. So, um, you know, I, I think it's welcomed, to be honest with you, to uh, to get us ready for our, our last regular season game and, and to go into the postseason. Coach, does it change anything in practice when you do have this kind of time off? Do you tend to do anything more like more scrimmages or anything like that? Uh, you know, I, I don't. We, we, we keep doing the thing. You know, basically what I did do is I did give them their first day off in about two months. Um, as far as on Monday, I let them have off, and then Tuesday we went back at it yesterday. But, you know, I, we don't change a lot at this point in the, in the, in the season. Um, you just you just fine-tune the things that um, that you do. And you know, I had a coach tell me one time, you, you know, you don't, don't complain about rebounding if you don't practice rebounding every day. Don't complain about passing if you don't, you know, if you don't pass every day. Don't <laughs> complain your team can't shoot if you don't shoot every day. So we, we do the same thing every day. We prepare the same way every day, whether we've got a next day or a game nine days later, just because we want to be able to do the things right every time we go out. You mentioned some sickness, and I know you've had some injuries that you dealt with this season. Where would you put the health level of this team at this point as you do to get ready for district tournament next week? You know, I think we're as healthy as, as, as we possibly can be. You know, we've got uh, – you know, it's been an interesting year. You've got, you've got Zach Amanette that is – now seven months post-op from, from ACL reconstructive surgery. <clears throat> and you can tell it. He's played really well the last two weeks. Um, you know, most people on a, on a um, enhanced program are just now coming back, and he's been back for about three months. So he's, he's kind of coming into his own and playing really well. And then we've got Will Aminette that's actually playing on a torn ACL. And then we've had Caleb Lohorn out for the last week with um, – with a heart condition that he's getting checked out to see if he can get cleared to play from, um, from possibly, um, a COVID, a COVID related. We really don't know for sure what, uh, what occurred there. So we're as healthy as we can possibly be, but, um, I, I'll admit that this season, it seems like that there has been something around every corner, but that's what I love about this team is we've, um, we've adapted to all that. We've not let it stop us and we've, we've overcome it to have a, to have a great season so far. We're speaking with Coach Joseph Amanetta, the Pickett County Bobcats, on the high school playbook. Despite no game Thursday night, Coach, I know you all are getting together for a ceremony to honor the seniors, a senior night, if you will, 6 o'clock on Thursday night. Talk about the seniors on your basketball team and really what they've meant to the program over the last four years. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty unbelievable group. You know, it's uh, with uh, Caleb Lohorn, Hunter Wattenberger, Will Amanette, and Zach Amanette. They've... Um, 
you know, they've just contributed greatly uh, to our program. And, you know, they're a, they're a group of seniors that, um, you know, their freshman year, I think we finished last in the conference. And get to be their junior year, we get to the final four of the state tournament. And then this year, you know, we've been ranked number number one to number three in the state the entire the entire year. So, you know, these, these four have um, have helped turn around the culture and turn our program back to where we wanted it to be. And, um, you know, they've had great careers. And uh, all four of them are just outstanding people, outstanding young men. And they, uh, they just compete every day. And, you know, the thing that um, I'm, um, you know, I guess my favorite poem or excerpt from a speech is The, the Man in the Arena. And uh, it talks about, um, you know, the people that have competed. And these these uh, young men know, you know, great loss. They've had some real disappointing losses. And they understand the joy of great wins. So they're just true competitors. And uh, I couldn't be prouder than the four of them. This time next week, we'll be getting into tournament play. Everybody basically goes back to zero and zero. How excited are you? How excited is this team? It should be a great tournament. What most are you looking forward to with the district tournament and the postseason in general coming up? Well, you know, the, the one thing as far as the district tournament that's exciting is we actually get to have one at a neutral spot. Um, it'll be a true tournament experience. You know, last year with COVID, everyone had to travel to the high seed and we had to limit attendance. And uh, for these kids to have an opportunity to play in a true conference tournament and to play at a great venue like Livingston Academy, um, it's just going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, the other aspect of it is, I've said it all year, basketball is a tournament sport. It's it's magical. Um, you never know what's going to happen. And that's the reason I think basketball is the greatest sport because it's um, there's nothing like tournament, tournament basketball. And the opportunity to get that started is what you spend all year on. Absolutely. I always look forward to this time of year. Tournaments are great. And the one thing, anything goes. Like I said, everybody goes back to zero and zero and uh, – Anything can happen, certainly on any given night. Pickett County Coach Joseph Amonet has been our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, as always, enjoy the time and the best of luck to your team moving into the postseason. Thank you. A big win for the Upperman Lady Bees this past Tuesday night. Upperman found themselves down 16-3 to at the end of the first period, but they came storming back and a huge win over Livingston Academy, 36-32. to That's the fifth consecutive win for the Lady Bees, Coach Dana McWilliams joining us on the High School Playbook. Coach, what got you down early? Was it Livingston's defense, some cold shooting, a combination of the two? What happened? And, and inevitably, what got you out of a slow start Tuesday night? Well, you know, we, we did come out to a very slow start. I, I felt like we did had a lot of shots. We had some good looks. We just couldn't get anything to go in, had a few go in and out on us, and, uh, you know, the biggest thing for us was we, we got off to a slow start on the offensive end, but we were not happy with the way we were on the defensive end. Giving up 16 points was, was too many for us. Coach, you, you've always had teams that seem to be built on defense and being able to pressure the basketball. Is that something that you consider to be one of the strong points of your team again this year? Well, you know, we, we, we do press some this year. Um, I don't know if our team, uh, defensively, I think we're probably as good as we've, we've been um, the past several years, but I don't know if we necessarily uh, turn people over as much this year, but I feel like we, we've really became a really good uh, half-court defensive team also. 
On the other side of that, Livingston Academy has been a team that's been very good in the full-court press and using that depth to kind of, you know, help them in that regard as well. How tough is it going up against that Livingston press? Like you said, they have a they have a lot of depth, so they can just keep running people in and out, in and out. So you just have to be prepared, you know. And I thought with us, I, I thought we did a really good job last night handling their pressure. Coach, you had a three-game span back in mid-January that you lost three road games at Livingston, DeKalb, and at White. You've since reeled off five consecutive wins since then. Was there something maybe that transpired after the losing streak, uh, maybe something that you needed to do to get your team back and refocused again? Yeah, I think so. We we talked about some things that we thought were, were causing uh, maybe those losses. But, you know, honestly, you know, Livingston was ranked top five White County's ranked top five, so you know, two of those losses were to, you know, top teams in the state. But we we try to go back and watch and and correct some of the things that we thought uh, might could help us, you know, in the long run. And sometimes a loss, you know, is, is beneficial for you. You never like them, and you definitely don't like three in a row. So it's pretty tough for it. So, um, but you know, hopefully we learn from that and we've made some adjustments and moving on forward. We're speaking with Upperman Lady Bees head coach Dana McWilliams on the high school playbook. Coach, when you look at the district, and, and I've heard a couple of the other coaches talk about this, the matchups this year seem to be very interesting. You've got very talented and tough basketball teams as always, but do you see that certain teams match up better with others? And in your case with your team, are there certain teams you feel more comfortable matching up against than others? Well, I think that's always true in, in strong districts like that. You know, games always come down to matchups, and everybody, you know, maybe somebody that you have a hard time beating, maybe a team you've beaten, they can be the team that you have a hard time beating. You know, that's just that's just basketball in general. That that's every year. You know, but this team this year, this district is is so balanced. So every night, it seems like no teams are necessarily exactly the same either. So you. You've got to change your style, who's, who you're playing. You'll have to you know, adjust a lot of different styles. Two games left on your schedule in the regular season, both district games as you go to Stone Memorial Thursday night and then finish at home with DeKalb County on Friday night. Coach, what are you looking for in these last couple of district games? Still some district positioning in the standings up for grabs here, but what would you like to see specifically from your team in these last two games? Obviously, I'd like to see two more wins. <laughs> that 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 would help us uh, tremendously, and there is a lot of uh, movement that can still go on in our district. Um, so for us, you know, these two games are are very important to us. Those are two that you know we definitely don't want to overlook. We know they're not going to be easy, and we're looking, uh, you know, to hopefully try to come away with two wins. Friday night will be the last home game of the regular season for your senior class. And uh, talk about the seniors on your team, if you will, and what they've meant to the program at Upperman High School over the last four years. First one is in Brooklyn Crouch. She's a four-year starter here, all-state kid, uh, a tremendous defensive player. Uh, just has had an incredible career here at Upperman. You know, couldn't ask for a better uh, player in person to represent our program. She's just been fantastic. She's she's good on and off the court. Uh, great student. Um, just just one of those kids that you know is, is a great role model uh, for our program and and what we like to stand for here. Then we have uh, uh, Emma Conradian. You know, super proud of Emma. She went three years. She's really never 
uh, gotten any playing time, honestly. And, and this year she'd been uh, thrown into a role that maybe uh, at the beginning she wasn't necessarily ready for. And I, I just couldn't be prouder of uh, how she came into her role. And she's, she's such a coachable kid. I mean, um, every game, you know, when we're talking and she, she lets you coach her and she tries to get better and she tries to do everything you ask her to do. And, and she hit two huge free throws last night in the game. Actually, both both my seniors were four for four at, at the end when Livingston was trying to foul to get back in the game. And, uh, you know, it just says a lot about them. Uh, Emma, also a great kid, uh, excellent student uh, in the classroom. But, you know, both of them, they just bring a lot. Uh, they're just really good kids and, and people that, that you're proud to have in your program. Coach, you've had a lot of great players and a lot of great student athletes, even more than that, over the years. We wish these seniors well. And certainly the Upperman Lady Bees, we're looking forward to the postseason. A great district tournament should be on the horizon. Coach, best of luck to you and the team moving forward. Thanks so much. The DeKalb County Tiger basketball team got a big victory on Tuesday night as they took down Cumberland County 71-66 to behind 17 points apiece from Elijah Ramos and Jordan Young. Head coach John Sanders joining us this evening on the high school playbook. Coach, you've played two really good, close games with Cumberland County. It, uh, it seems like Tuesday night you get the better of them, but it looks like you two teams match up pretty well on the court. Well, you know, we've played uh, really well against them twice, I think. You know, up there at their place, you know, I was really pleased with how we played. You know, got in too much foul trouble to really overcome that up there, and then at our place last night, uh, you know, we shot the ball extremely well. You know, I think we hit 13 threes, you know, which is good. You know, obviously we'll take that. You know, that's, I think that's the most we've hit all year. But Cumberland's got a really good team. They're really athletic, and they got two uh, really good scores. And then, you know, they've got some good complimentary players. Uh, I think they had a, a kid last night. I can't remember his name, number 23. He stepped up. I think he had – 18 or 19 points, and then, of course, the Inman and Torres kid, they both had 15 to 18. So, I mean, they've got some guys that can score the basketball. Coach, what do you like about your team, what they're doing now, and uh, maybe some things that you're still hoping improves a little bit before this time next week and you get into tournament play? Well, one thing I've been really pleased with as the year has went on, uh, we've really cut our turnovers down. The last several games, I mean, we've had around – eight to 12 turnovers, which, you know, I, I think for high school basketball is pretty good. We shot the ball obviously better last night, which is good. I think in order for us to, to be, you know, successful first round of the tournament, you know, Friday night and then obviously next week as we get into the tournament, uh, we've got to learn to be a little more patient offensively uh, and, and not – necessarily just settle for uh you know a deep three you know because teams primarily pack it in on us we haven't shot it great from behind the three-point line but i think we were capable of shooting it we haven't shot it very good most of the year you know we've got some guys that that can make some every now and then but for the most part teams really try to pack it in on us and uh you know i just i think it, like i said in order for us to be successful down the road uh, we've just got to learn to be a little more patient offensively and, and not settle for a, for a deep three. Do you see some differences in shooting when playing at home as opposed to playing on the road? Does the team maybe shoot the ball a little bit better when playing in their home building? 
Well, they should. Uh, you know, I, I think. I mean, most time, most of the time, teams probably do. I would say. I, I haven't really looked at the stats on that, but uh, but at the same time, you know, you, everywhere you go, the goal is ten foot high, and the three point line is, uh, you know, nineteen nine or whatever it is. I think from you know away from the rim, but uh, you know, so it's it's all the same everywhere you go. Obviously, places look different in certain gyms feel differently but uh but you know i think uh you know we've shot just as good on the road at times as we have at home so <laughs> i don't know what i don't I don't really know what the rhyme or reason is behind that <laughs> no no secret to it whatsoever it appears <laughs> coach john sanders of the decap county tigers joining us on the high school playbook this district it's been dog eat dog so to speak as everyone's kind of beat up on one another and in fact here we are Looking, going into the last games of the regular season, DeKalb County actually sitting just a game and a half back of third place. Uh, just kind of talk about how it's been this year, how competitive the district has been. You got a big game Friday night at Upperman, and that one could go a long way toward determining where you finish in the final standings. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, just it's weird. You know, we beat. The top three, we've split with the top three teams right now, you know, Stone, uh, Cumberland, and White. You know, we beat them. Uh, we beat all three of them on our home court and then lost to them on the road. And then, you know, he gets swept by L.A., uh, which Livingston's a good team. But, you know, it's it's like, you know, we felt like we sort of let one get away to them here at home. And then, you know, up there we have an abysmal – shooting night, you know, going one for 17 from the three-point line at their place, you know, and then, I mean, Livingston, uh, you know, White County swept Livingston, and then, you know, teams, I mean, it's just, it's wild, like Stone beat Cumberland twice, and Cumberland seems like they beat everybody except Stone, and, you know, it's just, it's a, it, I don't know, it's a, it's a wild district for sure. It's going to make for a good district tournament, it seems like, for sure, because I don't know that there's a clear-cut favorite, even though Stone may have the inside track to win the regular season. Coach, it doesn't look like to me that there's any one team that I would put above anybody else. No, I don't think so. I think you're right. I think if we end up winning Friday night, you know, that'll put us at 6-6. Six and six. think that if Livingston, you know, they could finish 6-6, six and six. Everman could finish 6-6, six and six. Uh, White could finish 6-6. Six and six. I mean, there's just a lot of parity in the district this year. Absolutely. And DeKalb County right in the thick of the race, and it's going to be a great district tournament coming up over at Tennessee Tech next week with the first-round games being hosted by the higher seeds. Coach John Sanders of the DeKalb County Tigers joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, best of luck to you and the Tigers Friday night at Upperman and on into the district tournament. Hey, thank you, Tom. I appreciate you uh, calling me and let me be on the show. We're coming to you from the Kermit Forkham Gymnasium at Jackson County High School in Gainesboro today with a special guest, uh, Jackson County Lady Blue Devils coach Jim Brown. Coach Brown last week, it was announced, would be inducted into the 2022 TSSAA Hall of Fame class. Coach, first of all, congratulations to you. When you first got the news, what was your reaction? Uh, I was surprised. Uh, I wasn't expecting it and uh, just... Uh, very humbled and enjoyed and, and just uh you, you know the first thing that started running through my mind was i, I thought you know who, who do i have to thank for this and you know it's just countless numbers of people that popped into my head that that kind of helped 
me get to this spot. So it's uh, it's definitely not an individual honor for me. A, a whole lot of people helped me get here. Coach, going back to the beginning of your career, what was it that made you want to coach high school basketball? Uh, you know, I changed my major two or three times in, in college, and uh, you know, I, I always loved basketball and wanted to be a part of it. But uh, you know, I knew teachers and coaches didn't make very much money, so I, you know, that was a deterrent. But uh, finally, decided happiness was was more important than that, and so so got into it. And uh, and I wanted to be at home. You know, it's it's just been a passion doing it doing it here at home. When you first came in, it was a struggling program here at Jackson County. What was it you did from the get-go that really started the turnaround for the program? I, I lived here pretty much 24-7. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, when I first got started, I, I, I was single. And uh, so I, I coached the middle school. I started with them in fifth grade. And, and you know, they, they, the administration here was great. They, they allowed me to, to practice them during school because, you know, there just wasn't enough hours in the day to do everything after school. And uh, so, so I did uh, the fifth and sixth grade team, the middle school team, and, and then the high school, and, and just kind of built it from, from the bottom up. You really eat, slept, drank everything basketball, seems like, at that point. When did you start to see the program really begin to turn the corner? Um, it was probably 95, 96. That was the, the, uh, my fourth year here. And uh, we, we really got competitive. Uh, we, we, we finished second in the district that year Livingston never could get over the hunt with them and then uh, and then just had some some terrible injuries when, when it hit during the tournament and, and got put in, in the region semifinal because we, we we would have had a chance at, at advancing then but uh, you know from that year on you know we, we we were pretty good there for for several years straight 1999 you get to the state tournament you finish state runners up at state in fact I believe it began a run of five years in a row you go to state you won four straight from 2000 to 2003 what was that experience like? And uh, I, I guess you had to figure the run had to end sometime, but it was, seemed like it was such a magical time for Jackson County. It, it was magical. Uh, it, it was stressful. I, I didn't realize until it was over, uh, you, you know, just, just keeping that going of, of how hard that was. Uh, and, you, you know, people around here kind of think it was easy during that time. But, you know, you know, there's so many games each of those years you look back and, uh, you know, we had to do some amazing things to come back and win games or we were eliminated in, in a certain step. And uh, so it was, uh, it was a really special group of, of players. And, uh, you, you know, they, they, they learned how to win and, and then kind of taught the ones coming up behind them that. And then it just got to be the expectation. You won several more state championships. You dropped down from double-A AA to single-A. What a lot of folks may not remember, Jackson County was in double-A from 2000 to 2003 during that run. What really changed for you when you dropped down a classification to single-A? Uh, you know, of course, obviously, the, the, the people we played were, was a little different. But, uh, you know, the, the league changed some. But, you know, the single-A around here is so strong. You know, it, it wasn't much, you know, a drop in – in, in competition, and even, even a lot of years, I, I thought you know the single A was was probably stronger than than the double A, uh, but uh, you know and a little different in uh, uh, a little change in coaching styles from, from the people statewide that, that I noticed you, you you get into because uh, you, you get into a lot smaller teams and that will spread you out and, and things like that. But uh, you know you know again some we're fortunate to have some good kids during that time. 
Coach, over 600 wins. You've been to state, won state, as we mentioned multiple times. Any one or two teams maybe that stand out at your memory that, that you still consider to this day to maybe be the most special of the teams you've coached here? Well, winning that first one is, is without a doubt, uh, you, know, you know, the most special because, you you know, you dream about it. And, 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 you know, especially that year before when we got beat in the finals, you know, then you're wondering, gosh, am I, am I ever going to get down here again to yeah. get a chance to do that? So when we won that one, I mean, that, that was just, just pretty amazing. Uh, and then, you know, they, they've all been special in, in their own right. But, uh, you know, for sure winning the four in a row and, and you know, nobody really doing any more than that, uh, you know, was pretty neat too. Coach, it's been almost 30 years of your coaching career. What changes, the biggest changes, have you seen on the high school basketball level? Uh, you, you know, you, you compete with a lot more different activities, uh, you, you know, to, you know, you had a few sports to start with that, that maybe other kids competed in. Uh, there, there, there are more sports they can get involved with, and and more things off the, the floor. You, you know, these these phones and TikTok dances and, and everything else. You know, they're they're going to spend their time on that stuff uh, rather than the game, and and that's that's probably been the biggest challenge is uh, you know competing for, for their time. So you've not done any TikTok dances, I take it, so far. No, no, my daughter's <laughs> been trying to teach me one, but we we we've not gone live yet. No. Coach, you've been at Jackson County High School your entire career. What has kept you at Jackson County High School and maybe not pursuing some other opportunities that might have come along along the way? Uh, this is home. I grew up here. I went to school here. Uh, all, all my family's here, and, and, and I absolutely love Jackson County. It's a, it's a special place, a great community. Uh, you, you know, we've just gotten so much support uh, over the years from, from the school system and, and from the community as a whole. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of chances that, to, to leave, but, uh, you know, I think if I went anywhere else, it'd just be a job, and, and that's not the case here. I, I just love it. Well, Coach, you've done a marvelous job, and again, the uh, announcement this week, and on April 2nd, there'll be a luncheon to honor Coach Jim Brown and the other entries into the TSSAA Hall of Fame for the 2022 class. Coach, congratulations, well-deserved honor, and uh, very proud to be able to come out and speak with you today. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate all you guys do. The full interview with Head Coach Jim Brown of the Jackson County Girls Basketball Program can be found on our website at ucsportsnation.com. The Clark Range Buffaloes are getting set to open play in the District 7-1A tournament coming up on Monday. But first, they've got one regular season game to wrap up at Oneida in a makeup game Thursday night. Coach Jermaine McIlvain joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, you got a, you had a five-day break in between games with Stone Memorial on Saturday night and then Oneida on Thursday night. What are some things you've been working on with the basketball team during the few days off that you've had? Um, we've been getting a lot of shots up, uh, you know, Focusing on you know putting the ball in the basket, um, definitely, definitely something we've struggled with the past you know few games, just scoring the basketball and just making defensive adjustments. Um, honestly, you know, just in preparation for tomorrow Oneida, and then of course we have you know Red Bull and Springs uh, Monday in the first round of district play. Just working on the small things, you know, trying to tighten up our defense, make some changes on offense to make sure we're prepared for these next two games. What are some things that you feel like your team has done better in recent weeks that's made some strides in, in any particular area? Um, honestly, our, our press break, um, you know, less turnovers, which means we, we have the basketball, you know, more in our hands and not in the other team's hands. And like I said earlier, we just have to now focus on actually scoring the basketball, whether it's layups, whether it's mid-range, whether it's threes, or even just, you know, putting ourselves in a situation to get to the free throw line and make, uh, and make foul shots. But I definitely are, are taking care of the ball, our value in the basketball, 
you know, which is something we struggled on, you know, our first half of the season to Christmas break. And it's like after Christmas break, you know, the pieces just came together. And we've definitely taken care of the basketball a lot better. We're speaking with Clark Range Buffalo's head basketball coach, Jermaine McElvain, on the high school playbook. Coach, it's been kind of a tough regular season for you, but once district tournament play starts Monday night against Red Boiling Springs, you start all over again at zero and zero. Has that been something that you've really emphasized to this team going into postseason play? Oh, yes, sir. I mean, it's funny you say that because I actually emphasize that, like, you know, actually the first first half of the season. You know, I, I truly believe that there are there are four seasons when it comes to the game of basketball, you know, at the high school level. You know, you have your off season, you have your preseason, you have your regular season, and then you have your postseason, you know, which, like you said, our regular season comes to an end tomorrow night. But then once you go into post-tournament play, everybody's 0-0. You know, the record doesn't matter anymore. Everybody's starting on 0-0, you know, in every win, you know, in every game. At that point, you know, that's something you've been kind of building up to all year long to definitely make sure you get the W column. So, yes, sir, that's definitely something we've emphasized you know, from day one, you know, earlier in the season. And I do feel like the pieces are going to fall together. Coach, you had your last home regular season game this past Saturday night, and uh, I know you probably took time to recognize the seniors on your basketball team. And you've talked all season about that being the class that's going to lay the foundation for future success at Clark Range. What would you like to say about the seniors on your team and what they've meant to Clark Range Buffalo basketball? Um, I mean, those guys are, you know, they're special in their own way. You know, I always tell them each and every person on this team brings something different to the team. You know, no matter if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you know, of course, you know, seniors being their last year, you know, it's a little different, you know, when you put that last home game jersey on, when you put that last away game jersey on, you know, you understand that your time has finally come up. Um, so it's definitely a, a tough pill to swallow, you know, and, and I always tell those guys, you know, just lead by example on the court and off the court. Uh, we have Evan Cantrell, you know, he's, a, he's an awesome, awesome kid on the court, off the court. Um, just a, sets a good tone, always mild-mannered, you know, seems like he never gets bothered. Uh, very, very focused, very, very passionate about the game. Uh, definitely, you know, steps up vocally, which I've asked him to do that. He steps up vocally, you know, the second half of the season, you know, in leading his team in the way we need to be led. Uh, he scores the basketball for us. He's one of our top scorers. I mean, just all-around great player. He's a guard that actually plays big for us. So he's actually in a position that he normally doesn't play most of the time on the defensive end. Uh, but we definitely try to get him, you know, his touches on the offensive side as well. And then you have um, Josh Durham. Um, he's our he's our starting point guard. Um, great defensive player. He, he's actually came around as far as scoring the basketball this second half of the season for us. Uh, his confidence is there. Uh, he's always been vocal, you know, since day one. And then he just continues to lead by example. Uh, he's a four-year player. Evan's a, a three-year player here at Monterey. I'm uh, sorry, at Clark Range. He had one year at Monterey, but Evan's a three-year player here at uh, Clark Range. And then you go to uh, Xander Reagan. Uh, he's one of our backup point guards. Very fast, very quick. Um, definitely brings a lot of energy all the time. You know, he's he's always ready to go. Um, always, always. And that's something that we need. You know, coming off the bench, we need that spark that's going to get us going and it's going to keep us going. And then you also have um, AJ Mangrum. I'm sorry, AJ Brandon. Uh, he's a senior, uh, first year playing high school basketball, but he's been around the game, you know, since he's since he's been in middle school. Um, great post player, uh, great head on his shoulders, always is willing to learn. He's very very vocal in practice, very very vocal in the games. Always trying to keep 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 his head up as well as keep each other's heads up. And when you have those things that you know 
come for me 20 years seniors like I said I've said something different about each and every one of them which is why you know this group of seniors in the the way the program is right now this is why I said earlier like you said they're they're setting that foundation for us to build on you know and I couldn't ask for a greater group of seniors well coach let's hope that they get an opportunity to play well on into the postseason the District 7-1A tournament starts Monday night. Clark Range will be in action against Red Boiling Springs at 7.30 at Livingston Academy. Coach, we wish you the best of luck in that game and uh, hopefully get, get an opportunity to play further into the postseason. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you very much. The Clay County Lady Bulldogs have already wrapped up the District 7-1A championship by virtue of their 7-1 record. Coach Matt Walker of the Lady Bulldogs joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, it's, uh, I guess it's good this far out to already know that you've got the regular season championship wrapped up and uh, you're the number one seed going into the tournament. It's got to make you feel good. Now you can kind of go ahead and start preparations for the tournament. Definitely. You know, we still got two, uh, two regular season games coming up, uh, but they're non-district, so, so that definitely takes a little bit of the pressure off. And uh, there's a whole lot of excitement, you know, because we got a lot of really good teams in our tournament. And so, uh I think there's a whole lot of excitement around the whole upper tournament for this tournament. Indeed, Coach. You've got four teams that have been ranked in the top ten for the majority of the season. I want to go back because Clay County lost – you lost your first district game to Clark Range back on December 10th, and then you won your last seven. Was there anything maybe that changed after that Clark Range game in your mindset or anything at all that kind of got your team on a run and able to win those last seven games? Well, number one, we've kind of established some roles. Uh, we had a key player go out uh, very, very early in the season. I think she played maybe the first three games for us, and then she went out and hasn't played. Uh, her first game back was the Pickett County game. So uh, so we do have one of our key players back that has played the last two or three games for us. Uh, but, but with her out, you know, it took us a little while to establish some roles early, and now we've settled in, settled in those roles and, and added her back to the mix. So we're just kind of firing on all cylinders right now. How tough is it night in and night out to be really locked in when you're playing picket, Red Boiling, Clark Range, and even a Gordonsville team that can sneak up on you? Just how difficult is it maybe for your players, do you see, for them to just lock in and know you've got to be uber-focused every night when you play a district game? Uh, you mentioned Gordonsville. Gordonsville's really good as well. You know, they played every team in our district really close. Uh, they're a dangerous team come tournament time, so I think it's going to be an interesting matchup for them to Clark Range. It is nice having less district games this year, though, where our district got a little smaller. Uh, so there's, you know, five teams versus eight teams. So there's a few nights that we don't have to do that extra game plan and extra prep and, and be, uh, I guess, a little bit more loose with it as opposed to the 18 district of last year. We're speaking with Clay County Lady Bulldogs head coach Matt Walker on the high school playbook. Coach, let's go back to Tuesday night. and You get a big win over Jackson County on your home court, 60-33. to Hallie Buford, 12 points in that game, and Abby Head with 11. Coach, what were some things in that game that you really liked about your team's performance? Well, it was our senior night. Uh, last game on the, the home floor for our seniors, or the night that we were going to recognize our seniors. And uh, had three seniors that started that game, and I thought they really established the tempo and, and the intensity right off the bat. And then, uh, you know, you mentioned Buford was our leading scorer. She came off the bench that night. Um, Still had our leading, still was our leading scorer. So uh, got pretty good production from everybody. When your leading scorer has twelve points and you score sixty, it just shows shows there's a lot of balance there. Absolutely, and you love to have that balance, especially on the offensive end of the court. You mentioned senior night, coach. 
if you would talk a little bit about your your group of seniors this year and what they've meant to this program over their four year career. Well, one of my assistant coaches talked about it last night about uh, how good of a job they've done filling some big shoes. Uh, they played in the sub-state game when they was a freshman, uh, got knocked out of the tournament early as sophomores in the Final Four last year, and uh, they've led us to a good season so far this year. So so they've definitely done a great job uh, uh, taking where, where the program was when they come in and taking it to the next level. Where do you see your team at this point this year getting ready to go into district tournament play as opposed to last year? Are there a lot of similarities, or do you feel like maybe this team plays with a little more confidence or that experience maybe has helped them getting another year under their belt? I think the experience is, is really huge. Plus our depth. You know, I think our depth is a whole lot uh, a whole lot better than most of the teams, and, and especially in single-A ball. You know, when we get somebody in foul trouble or – I mentioned we had one of the players go out with an injury and miss several games, and we've had some sickness affect our program and had some starters miss several games. So, so our depth has been really good this year. Coach, I know you've had two great games against Pickett County, and, and again, all your district games have been uber competitive, but Pickett County specifically, have you seen this Clay County, Pickett County? I know that's a big rivalry on the boys' side, but have you seen this really picked up its intensity as, in terms of a rivalry in the district? Yeah, yeah, I think it's always been one of our big rivals. Their coach has done a great job with that program since he's been there the last, I think, 15 years, and they've been one of the one of the premier programs in the state. So anytime you're playing somebody like that, you get fired up to play it. I know you're not looking too far ahead of the postseason. As you mentioned, two regular season games left with Macon County and Harriman. Coach, what would you like to see in these last two regular season games right before you go into postseason play next week? Number one, you know, we've got to stay healthy. You know, see us come out of there healthy and, uh, you know, just play hard, especially on the defensive end, and keep the momentum we got rolling. All right, Coach, you've had a fantastic basketball season. Clay County's been a lot of fun to watch, and I know it's going to be a super great district tournament. And uh, a couple of teams out of here, I think, have a great chance to make it to state. We wish you and the Clay County Lady Bulldogs the best of luck moving forward. Thank you. Appreciate it. The White County Warriors are coming off a big district victory over Macon County on Tuesday night, 74-39. to White County currently setting in third place in the district standings with a couple of district games with Cumberland County left before the regular season wraps up. Coach Eric Mitchell, the White County Warriors, joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, let's go back, first of all, to Tuesday night's game against Macon County, a good 35-point win for your basketball team. What did you like about your team's performance? Well, you know, we, we we beat them pretty – probably played the best game we've played all year – well, no doubt, all year down there. Uh, we didn't know a whole lot about them. We've not, we've not played Macon County but maybe once in uh, maybe a tournament in years. So we didn't know a whole lot. We went down there, and, uh, you know, they've got a really good player um, in the, the Brady kid. But we hit 16-3, played really well. And then we went on a skid of, <clears throat> of just uh, – just hard times hit us, hard hard scoring the basketball. And then we kind of corrected that against Warren County, and we've won three in a row. So last night, you know, I was we started off slow. And it's hard to, you know, when you beat a team that bad, you know, you it's just hard to get the kids up. And we started off slow, and then uh, Jake Davis gets hurt in the second quarter, and some kids really stepped up. Uh, you know, it was senior night. My seniors uh, started the game, and, you know, they played hard. And, and you know, it's just a, it was a good win all around. We we had, the first quarter wasn't too good. We had five turnovers, but we corrected that issue and, and played really well the next three quarters. 
going back to that three-game skid, you talked about working on some things, and indeed, I know I talked to you at that time and you were concerned about the shooting of the club. What are some things maybe that you worked on to try to get yourself out of that funk that inevitably did as you won your last three? Well, you know, we, we, we uh, in that three-game skid, obviously, we're good, really good uh, basketball teams with Upperman, the Cab, and Stone. Uh, you know, Upperman came here and beat us. We went to DeKalb and then at Stone. Um, you know, we we kind of went back to our old offenses, you know, that we've been doing for years. I kind of changed some things, and, and we went back to doing what we do best. And we got, and you know, uh, after that three game skid, we we you know we talked about the fifty fifty balls that you have to, that you have to have and rebounding, and that's been a lot better. So, you know, uh, we hope we're playing good at the right time. We've got two tough games coming up with Crossville and Crossville back to back thing, which is odd. But all that came about with, uh, you know, <clears throat> the cancellation due to snow. We had Cookville scheduled on that game that day, and then that's the only date that uh, Kermlin and, and us had or could agree on. So then we tried to reschedule Cookville, and our boys, are, our schedule is full, so we're not going to be able to make that game up, which is, uh, you know, nobody's fault. Uh, uh, you know, Cookville just had to ha- – they had to have a game to make up to get a, a kid back, so – you know, we're not going to be able to schedule that game, but we'll play them twice again next year and everything will be all good. How tough is it to play a team back-to-back night, same team? I know it's something that's rare in high school basketball. How difficult do you feel that's going to be? have no clue. I've never done it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're about to find out. It's going to, I'm quite sure it's going to be really tough because Cumberland County's a you know, uh, really good basketball team. They've got everybody back from last year, and they got the Inman kid, the Torres kid, the Comanche kid that are real seniors, and they played a lot of basketball there. They probably have started since they were freshmen. You know, we played them twice last year, beat them pretty handily, but they gave us fit. So, uh, I don't know. We're just going to find out. I know it's, I know this. It's going to be they play here first, and we go there on Saturday, so it's going to be the same equal for both teams. So, we'll see. We're speaking with White County Warriors head basketball coach Eric Mitchell on the high school playbook. <laughs> Coach, looking at the district as you get set for district tournament coming up next week, you know, it's it's pretty balanced. Other than Cumberland, you played against everyone. And uh, in my eyes, it looks like it, it's anybody's tournament. And you look at making it 0-12, I, I don't rule out anybody once you get to tournament time. But everybody 1 through 6 seems like it's just really beating up on one another. They have, they have. I think Stone's going to wind up finishing first, but you know they've had some, uh, they've had some really good wins, close wins on the road, and they took care of business at home, which you have to do. But other than that, uh, you know, you know, especially two through six could wind up. You know, if 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 Cumberland wins both games, they finish second outright. If we win both games, we finish second outright. But if we both if either one of us lost both games, we could finish all the way, I think, to maybe sixth, you know, depending on what Livingston and DeKalb and Upperman, all those guys do. So it's kind of up in the air right now. So, you know, we're just – we looked at it this morning. We're just kind of taking one game at a time. And, you know, it's just uh, – it's a tough competitive district. And, you know, you want to make it to Tech. But when you get to Tech, I played my career at Tech, and that's a hard place to shoot in. Of course, these uh, AA teams have played there. You know, their district tournament, uh, myself, Stone, and Cumberland have never played there. So it's going to be interesting to see. We're just hoping to get we can get to Tennessee Tech for those semifinals. You mentioned Tuesday night being senior night. Coach, uh, talk a little bit about the seniors on your team, if you would, and uh, how special they've been to the White County program. Well, I, I'm telling you, man, they, it has been fantastic. They are a blessing. 
uh, you know, Jeremiah Gardenhire, I coached him in golf. He's going to TSU to play. He's a fantastic kid. Um, Javen Strode, uh, the, one of the cornerbacks on the, and running backs on the football team. And Christian Kelso, another, uh, wide receiver and, uh, defensive back on the football team. None of them have played since eighth grade or seventh grade or, you know, any. So they came on and they've, uh, accepted their roles. Um, they are great teammates, great in the locker room. Um, just, I mean, every day, uh, that they come to practice, not, and they don't get to start. Uh, you know, but they've all played in, in meaningful games. They have came and with great attitudes and uh, and helped uh, one way or other help this team get better. So, well, coach, you got a great group, an exciting group, and uh, I think a team that can go a long way in the postseason. We certainly wish you and the White County Warriors all the best moving forward into the district tournament. Well, I sure appreciate it, and thanks for having me on.